0: Hello everyone and welcome to We Watch 100 Isekai, the uh, podcast in which we watch 100 Isekai at a strange pace. I don't know when this is going to come out. Almost certainly in 2021. So hey, happy 2021. We've probably released more episodes in
1: 2021.
0: I'm sure we've released more episodes in 2021 in which we have not acknowledged that it was 2021. And that is, of course, because we recorded those back in October of 2020.
1: (laughs) Don't say that.
0: Don't worry, I mean, two be We record fair.
1: these mere seconds before we release them, viewers.
0: Uh, I mean, we did have 10 episodes in which we had to go back in time in order to fix what baby Thermite and baby Zaku did. One in which we had to go back again to fix what future Thermite and future Zaku did.
1: Thermite, our viewers know that. They've listened to it. It's fine. Let's just go get on with the episode.
0: Uh, fine. Sorry. I, I I was under the false pretense that people might skip to this episode because, of course, they love The Ones Within and they would want to see what we would talk about <laughs> with The Ones Within. So I want to give, I'll give a little catch up with the podcast, all those the ones within fans. So oh God. In case you were wondering, we ha- well, this week we are watching the series known as the ones Within," known in Japanese as Nakanohito genome, Jikyochu," or literally. Uh, Wikipedia has it literally as Nakanohito genome now streaming. However, <laughs> you can translate Naka no Hito as The Ones Within, so you can completely translate it as The Ones Within Genome, now streaming, which is very odd. <sighs> so, this is a, a Japanese manga series by Osura, which is serialized onlo- uh, online on Pixiv Comic. Uh, it I- I've seen a little of the original source material. It definitely feels like a, p- a Pixiv Comic. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah. And I think even it- from, from the anime adaptation, <laughs> I think if you watch the animation, you'll also understand, like, yeah, this feels very, this feels very pixive.
1: Honestly, the aesthetic almost reminds me of, like, Vulgar Bingo with how random the outfits all are thrown together.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a very, like, a collage sort of group. Uh, <laughs> Shoutouts to the
1: non-existent person that's gonna get the Vulgar Bingo reference. Either <laughs> man.
0: Yeah. I mean, we don't know what 2021 20, holds. Maybe someone's finally translated Vulgar Bingo. And everyone loves it. Anyways, uh, this series was uh, adapted by Silverlink. You might know them as the people who did, uh, uh, you know, Bofuri, My Next Life as a Villainess, Maogakwa um, no uh, Futeki Gosha, Shisho Saikyo no no Shiso, Tensei Shisei, Shishon Tachi no Gako Ikayo, Baka and Tests, uh, I'd say their aesthetic now, like now that I've seen a couple of their series, is we don't have a budget. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the early stuff, like Vaca and Test or Watamote, I mean, all their comedic stuff kind of leans into it. You don't really notice that with a gag series. And yeah, they did like Kuma Arashi by Kunihiko Ikara, and he has a very like, I'm just going to do a lot of cuts, a lot of very hard transitions, which also kind of covers it up. But when they do something that isn't a straight comedy, I think that's when the the way in which the anime kind of shines. Like, I'm sure they're making a lot of money from the uh, isekai they've been doing, but their recent isekai definitely shows off the no-budget aesthetic that they have. Like, I'm not sure if it's the best thing for them to be doing, but they do keep on doing adaptations, and they have done at least, like, three or four series every single year since they were founded. So, I mean, they're doing pretty well. I mean, I suppose they're the kind of like... If you
1: can't find a studio to take your show, here we are, studio.
0: Yeah, and they like they're getting high profile work. Like my next life as a villainess was a really big manga, and I like I have seen some of the anime, and it's it is very no budget, but at the same time they do like it. It is a very gaggy can... series, and it does work.
1: Next life as a villainess also. Yeah, it's not an action heavy series. You know, it's like not like a things happening series. That's a lot of people standing around and talking series.
0: Yeah. Like, I think they do shine the best when they are doing characters standing around. Like, they also did Town is Always Listless, and that is a very, like, no-energy series, intentionally so. Like, that is the aesthetic <laughs> of the series.
1: Be, that might be the
0: only one of the series I've actually seen. hmm But yeah, so, they did The Ones Within. Uh, the Ones Within, of course, 2019 series. Very recent. Not the most recent thing we've done, but... Pretty, you know, this is... It's not hot hot off the presses, but it's something people may have remembered. Yeah, it is.
1: I think... It's definitely something that uh, stuck in people's minds at the time. I remember seeing a lot of, like, YouTube analyses and clips of it when it was
0: coming out. hmm It definitely feels like a 2019 series. I mean, we start off with a bunch of teen streamers all, you know, receiving a message. This is, by the way, it's a... I mean, it is definitely more of a death game series than an isekai. But it is, you know, characters being brought to another world.
1: Uh, I'm of course... Classic staple of the weird comedy-looking, actually deadly mascot. Always, Mm -hmm. I was gonna say pleasure, but I don't actually like that trope very much. Why is it always that we? Why do we always see the tropes that I don't like, like the floating menus and this guy? And never the (laughs) tropes I do like, like people coming out and saying, "Don't you? Wouldn't you agree? Bravo! No, my brother. Like I, that shit's good." And you know that's fun why do we never see that on a fucking podcast
0: <sighs> we'll see anyways so we'll see. we start off bunch of teen streamers all receiving a message the message says congratulations as a charismatic let's player you have been chosen to participate in a closed stage of the ones within genome this privilege cannot be transferred or redacted we will come get you our main character, uh, Akatsuki Iride, is a brown-haired boy with one bang of hair dyed whites. Uh, definitely a trend that people really like nowadays. The like, the one bang of hair dyed a different color, so you know they're an anime character.
1: Yeah, so you know they're an anime
0: character, but not like a Yu-Gi-Oh! character. <laughs> he's wearing a black school uniform with a jacket and buttons, and he's got a white face mask under his chin. After reading that you know, message... yeah,
1: That's already the first unrealistic part teen all the, oh, the 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 idea that teenagers are the popular streamers <laughs> as if uh, anyone really wants to listen to the opinion of a 16 year old
0: i mean this this came out in 2019 it's 2020 right now soon to be 2021 and i think we've we all understand now what we want are adults pretending to be teenagers that are also using anime uh, avatars Yes, precisely. That is the perfect area in which a streamer can reside, because you have the exuberance and the comedy of someone who feels a bit like a teenager, but they're also not an actual teenager, so they know how to create good content.
1: Yeah, so they're not obnoxious as fuck. (laughs) And so the fanbase can feel a little less creepy.
0: Speaking of obnoxious as fuck, our main character sneezes (laughs) and suddenly appears in another world. Next to him is an unconscious girl. Uh, this girl is going to be obnoxious as fuck. <laughs> Our main character, we, though.
1: See, yeah. The strong thematic throughline line of sneezing is bad.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, this is a character who is definitely COVID ready, but he's not wearing that mask because he's afraid of the COVID-19.
1: Yeah, wasn't he wearing that at home?
0: <laughs> yeah, he was wearing it at home.
1: That's an odd fashion statement to do in your own house for no reason (laughs) alone. You know how it is. Yeah, do I?
0: You might know how it is. (laughs) Do I? So uh, he tells us, the audience, how to handle the situation. And this is a very Silverlink moment. Like we do just kind of do a cutaway gag, (laughs) except it's not really cutaway. Like it is still this scene. It is just being narrated to us. So, first he calls out to her and doesn't get a response. And then he tells her out loud that he's going to check her neck for a pulse. Both of which are, you know, pretty reasonable uh, precautions. And despite that, uh, the girl still assumes immediately that he's a pervert and punches him in the face. Classic anime.
1: Oh, it's like we're back in the mid-2000s already.
0: (laughs) And after, after the punch, he's trying to talk to her. And he is bleeding from the nose. And the nosebleed is not like a single-streak anime nosebleed, it does look more like he was actually punched in the face, which also does take away from some of the comedy of it. I mean, especially because it is... Like, this isn't a... uh He, you know, goofed around and then, you know, tried to touch her and she punched him in the face. It is a... He was trying as much as possible to make sure she was going to be comfortable, and he knew this was going to be weird, and she still punched him in the face and called him a pervert.
1: Well, you know how girls are oh yeah Ha ha ha.
0: they walk away <laughs> they walk away and he uh she gives him a good old like oh i don't know how i got here you must be a perverted mountain climber what <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: sorry <laughs> yeah that line even just
0: hearing it again is really dumb <laughs> it's really dumb how did i end up on this like... mountain i guess a perverted mountain climber must have brought me here
1: that's neither, like, diegetically appropriate if it, she actually believes it, nor mm-hmm. a good enough joke to make in this situation.
0: Yeah. She does remember his voice, but, you know, he, she, he, she doesn't recognize his face or anything. Uh, yeah,
1: it's, it's a thing, huh? Yeah. So, <laughs> so let's
0: yeah. Uh, keep going with. Akatsuki says that they should keep on moving, you know, just in case there are any bears around. And right after he says that, a gigantic panda bear, taller than the trees, start lumbering to, uh, starts lumbering toward them. They try to hide, you know, for it to pass. But Akatsuki gives, you know, pulls out a way big old sneeze, and then it notices them, and they run away. It was when they started to run away from this giant panda bear that the budget really started to grind. Like spe- <laughs> specifically, every time they. Like, all the greenery has a has one digital brush texture over it. And whenever we see, like, a shot from the sky looking down at the trees, or whenever you look at, like, the grass from down above, like, the brush texture is so hard to ignore. It all looks so, like... It's so digital. <laughs> it bothers me so much. It, especially when, like, the trees, like, intersect with the grass, and they all have the exact same brush on them. I hate it, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't even really note that part. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that
0: actually didn't spring to my attention immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, the anime does try to do some interesting directing. Like, when the panda starts walking towards them, the sh- camera shakes with every footstep. We get a, like... Uh, like we get at least one or two angles of the panda from a distance with the camera wobbling as a like you know like it's trying to emphasize how big and scary this thing is and i appreciate it like it feels like you know the person directing this was trying to do some direction it's just the animation is a little they don't have a budget <laughs> uh,
1: yeah although I, I do feel like you could do better than this like now that i look at it yeah this brush text is kind of noxious, and like the mm-hmm. shading on the character is kind of weird too sometimes
0: Yeah. Uh, When Akatsuki sneezes that first time, the screen goes black in this very sketchy way to get across the feeling of, you know, your eyes snapping shut when you sneeze. Like, there are little things here and there. You know, it doesn't feel soulless to me. Except except that's not what happens when you sneeze because your eyes close for, like,
1: mere nanoseconds.
0: Also, like, your brain does shut off your vision slightly when you blink or when you sneeze. So that is why, like... Even if you are blinking and talking, you don't really notice that everything's going dark. Your brain has a like a little override to try and stop you from noticing it, which is why like in direction, especially in like anime or in like uh, movies, when someone tries to replicate the bl- you know the sensation of blinking, it always feels weird because you're looking at it with your eyes and you're not blinking, and you don't have uh. this experience of you know sudden black all the time <laughs> like an AMV from the nineties. In in our
1: in our little adventure, we're going to find a show where they have a shot of someone wearing glasses from first person, and it's the most nonsense thing ever.
0: oh boy
1: it's a it's an overlay of glasses over a first person shot where the only part that's un that's like unclear is the part that the lenses cover, which is wrong on every conceivable <laughs> level. It's great, It's profoundly wrong. <laughs> But that's not where we're at yet. We're just at sneezing Mm -hmm. wrong right now.
0: Yeah, so Akatsuki and the girl are running away from this panda. Pandas running and making the ground rumble. As they're running, a boy with a cheap carnival mask on the side of his head kills a giant rat using a parasol. And as he kills this rat, the anime briefly switches to an ukiyo-e styled scene. Like, it's very (laughs) brushworky. But it isn't like they animated in any different style it does look like they just put a filter over it <laughs> kind of
1: i feels mm-hmm. like they at least drew it on a different kind of background yeah. also this shot mm-hmm. makes it look like he just jumped out of nowhere and killed a normal size rat <laughs> yeah at first which is extremely funny like he just came out like oh, don't worry i killed it it's like mm-hmm. Well, it was just a rat. What What are you doing?
0: Also, when the director when the director like switches to this character, all the rumbling that they did to like emphasize the bigness of the panda stops. So it does feel like the panda ceases to exist when this boy jumps out and kills this rat. Yeah. <laughs> Ah. <sighs> oh, man. For the sake of making some of this uh make more sense to you the listener, I will say uh this girl's name is Karin and this boy na- this boy's name is Kaikoku Onigasaki <laughs> which was which boy's name? Uh the new boy, the boy that shows up in an ukiyo-e styled scene.
1: Okay, it's our, Kaikoku Kai
0: Kaikoku. Yeah, Kai. Yeah. Yeah, and our main character's name is Akatsuki. Okay. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I'll remember these, he said with a cold
0: look. <laughs> so Kaikoku then offers a sword that is a sword that he's not using to Karin while telling her that she should aim for the eyes. Meanwhile, ignoring both of them, akatsuki is climbing up a tree. The other two think he's trying to run away. <laughs> uh Karin calls him a coward but he's not running away and we get a a really weird shot where like he climbs up to the top of the tree but the scene shoots it like it's a transition from a music video (laughs) like he's underwater and he 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 like rises up and
1: also it for a second it looks like he grew to the size of the panda yeah (laughs) because it's very unclear like where the canopy is in relation to his height yeah Definitely... Also, can I point out uh-huh. that when when that guy, when Kai offered the katana to Karen, he's like, he says, "I'll give this to you, the boy should be able to do it with his bare hands." <laughs> it's just such a line.
0: Yeah. Oh god. So but yeah, Akatsuki is standing on the canopy now, and he talks to the panda very kindly. Yeah. The panda presents a giant paw, he hugs the giant paw, the panda sneezes. Once again, sneezing. And Akatsuki points out that the panda never looked down at them, and so they thought that it was pursuing them, but really, they were just running in a straight line away from the panda, and the panda was just running normally in a direction, and they just didn't, you know, turn at a right angle to get past it. (laughs) It was all a misunderstanding. Yeah. It's
1: just, uh, sorry, The scenario is Mm -hmm. kind of odd, like, and I like, it doesn't feel like a lol random kind of odd, it's just Mm -hmm. sort of weird and aesthetically
0: jumbled. It is weird, but to be fair, I, I, this is the scene where I became fully on board with Akatsuki as a character, because it is a very, like, kind resolution to this. Whereas, uh, like Kikuko shows up and is immediately like, "This, you know, uh, you gotta kill these rats in order to survive." Here's a sword. You better be able to kill them with your bare hands. <laughs> like he immediately goes full Death Game, and I'm gonna tell you right now, that sword is not like an item in the game or anything. He was just like, walking around with this sword and this parasol. <laughs> ah. So he, he got teleported. What he was wearing? Like he showed up. He woke up in a forest and was like, "All right, I guess it's a Death Game. I'm gonna start killing." <laughs> Thank God I still have my normal human clothes with me. <laughs> and so, like, while, while I would say it is unrealistic for Akatsuki to immediately try and, you know, befriend this panda. At the same time, like, if we're going to do wacky, unrealistic things, I would much rather have a character who is surprisingly more kind and, ha- you know, that works out for him. As opposed to a character who immediately starts killing and we're like, yeah, this is what you should do when you wake up and you don't know where you are.
1: Oh my god, he's literally that one PUBG meme.
0: <laughs> oh, we also get a shot where Akatsuki offers the panda these extremely tiny tissues, which I love. <laughs> like, they're small for uh, human beings, let alone for this giant panda.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like all the all the shot direction is, is extremely bland, which kind of disincent- mm-hmm. disaccentuates
0: even the good bits of comedy.
1: But it yeah. is nice on a like, conceptual level.
0: Yeah, like I would say a lot of the directing is very basic Silverlink. Like it's, you know, it's the bare minimum. And then there are certain shots that just feel like very directed. Like when he rises up from the canopy, or when we get that short, like five second scene of the UQA style, you know, attack against the giant rats. Like it feels like they had a set amount of direction and they scattered it out throughout the episode.
1: Yeah, and you're definitely right. It all feels like music video direction whenever there's any directing going on. Right? Yeah, like every shot that's actually like somewhat like ah, let's do anything with this looks like it's mm. out of an
0: AMV. You could to get you could cut together a really wild AMV from the series, <laughs> and you would go, Probably, "Holy crap, yeah. y- you're really good at doing AMV stuff." How do you even do some of these shots? And it's like, nah, that's just what the scene was in the anime. <laughs> yeah.
1: You just use some little bits of the surprisingly nice-looking opening. Mm-hmm. Like, the opening's not amazing or anything, but, like, for the standards of everything we've seen so far, this is pretty nice. This is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks pretty cool. You get a little idea of what these characters are like, you know. You get a nice mono color shot of everything. It's yeah. sort of got some interesting stuff going on, even if it's just... Even if the interesting stuff has all definitely been done before.
0: Yeah, like... It- It is nothing new. It's a light hip-hop J-pop jam. You see all the characters. You see some DNA genome imagery. (laughs) There's a tiny bit of fighting, but actually the OP is mostly just character-focused. It's mostly just, like, look at these designs as opposed to look at them, you know, in combat or anything.
1: And you can definitely get the idea that they all have, like, you know, like, they all have a personality trait. (laughs) Like, they have one. They get one each. And you get what it is from the opening.
0: By the way, this is not where the opening comes in. I didn't skip over the the opening. The opening comes in eight minutes into the episode.
1: Oh yeah, sorry, I just kind of started talking about it.
0: No, no, it's fine. So before we get to the opening, uh, Kaikoku does compliment Akatsuki on his handling of the situation. Like, we didn't do the immediate, oh, you should have just killed him!
1: Yeah, Kaikoku seems very chill with, like, people yeah. doing things their way. He's just, you know,
0: like... Mm-hmm. he's just here he's just here to have fun mm-hmm. speaking of just here to have fun uh the character we we're talking about way before we started the episode walks in he's a man in a business suit and he's wearing an alpaca mask and mm-hmm. oh boy this is our fun mascot guy who is you know very sinister but he's got a goofy looking mask
1: well or a goofy looking head yeah we don't know it's a mask yeah, he says it's a mask, but, you know, we can't believe everything mm-hmm. the scary Alpaca man says.
0: Yeah. Uh, in the dub, he, his name is Paca. He is the supervisor of 13th Avenue of the ones within Genome. By the way, it is the ones within dash Genome every time we say that. And in the dub, yeah. he has what I would describe as the most lawful evil voice. <laughs> like, if you roll a character and they're supposed to be your lawful evil, he has this voice. <sighs> So, uh, Paka compliments Kotsky and says, "Oh, by the way, I know you're an escape game player. This is the animal battle stage, and no one's ever befri- befriended the Panda before. <sighs> so <laughs> oh, he's God. He compliments no, go him, on. Yeah. I'm
1: just losing mm-hmm. my soul at th- this this <laughs> this uh-huh. this type of dialogue is just:
0: ah, uh, yeah, like right before me. Bef- <laughs> right before we get into the OP, uh, Paka does give us a whole bunch of lore dumping real quick. <laughs> so yeah. he's, he's like yeah new play styles will bring in viewers so i've got high hopes for you he then tells them to check their left arms where epidural uh implants were embedded into them while they're unconscious and this is like mm-hmm. each of their arms has a view like a view count and a individualized number for each of them also we do get a shot where eye is reflecting the number in the view count but the number and view co- count are definitely like tattoos as opposed to like a glowing screen or anything
1: but like they they, they can change
0: so yeah also, like there
1: is definitely some major convenient sci-fi bullshit.
0: Also, I don't think they directly state this in this episode, but all the incidental dialogue from Paka definitely implies that this is not like a VR situation. This does seem to be a they were all physically taken to this area and then like given implants as opposed to like, you know, their virtual avatars or something.
1: Which is also interesting, cause like then is this even an isekai?
0: I mean this I might
1: I suppose we'll get to that by the end, but
0: Yeah. Like who knows if this is at this point another world or this could just be like someone's basement. We don't know. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah,
1: we don't. And at this point we're just kind of I, I assume <laughs> we're not gonna get too clear an answer on episode one. So... Yeah. I mean you
0: shouldn't. Yeah, there, that, there, that's, there's that's a mystery. Kind of lame. Uh, Kaka also states that Kaikoku is a Sengoku Let's Player, and Karin is a horror Let's Player, and that their collective goal is to reach 100 million views. They have infinite time to reach their view goal, but they should play as if their lives depend on it. And then cut to the OP, which we already described.
1: Yeah, so what the heck is a Sengoku Let's Player? I guess he only plays Sengoku games.
0: <laughs> Does he only
1: play Sengoku Basara? It's the only Sengoku game I know. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Ah, uh, I mean, there's got to be others.
1: I mean, do you know any? Does, did, did I mean, like, you know, what, what I called? Uh, you know, like, Hyrule Warriors and shit?
0: Maybe. I was going to say, like, Three Kingdoms games, but the Three Kingdoms era of China was definitely not the Sengoku era.
1: I don't know if Sengoku games are popular enough to have that huge of an audience. Uh,
0: I mean, maybe there's just, like, one that he's really good at and people like it, and then he plays, like, related games sometimes whereas like i guess so like akatsuki is a you know, escape game player and that's fine like yeah, you know, there are tons of escape games that you can play and then uh karin is a horror let's player i mean <laughs> there's there's no shortage of people who only play horror games and they're super popular so yeah makes sense
1: uh i mean i feel you say that but i feel hmm? like most people that are really popular streamers definitely vary out their content at least to some degree true I think all top screamers have a pretty... Like, at least do occasionally just do random other content. Rather than sticking with just one type of game. Mm -hmm. Also, escape games aren't exactly popular enough that you'd have a huge (laughs) audience either.
0: Now, to be fair, in this episode, we will see that Akatsuki has done content that is not escape games. So, Paka might also just be saying, like, you know, this is your general content. Like, this is the most popular (laughs) stuff on your channel, but you also do other stuff. Anyways, so, OP happens... We hard cut from the OP to a classroom, led by Paka. So we get to have the, you know, classic Japanese high school area. There are a bunch of people here. This is where we kind of just, like, go through the entire cast. Which, I mean, I I can't fault the series for just doing a, we're going to introduce the cast. Like, let's just have everyone sit down and introduce themselves.
1: So, Thermite, yeah? what kind of gamer are these people?
0: Ah. Uh. Uh, By the way, conspicuously near the back of the class, we do see a flower with a vase on it, which is the traditional Japanese visual for a dead classmate. (laughs) Okay, so, I know what you guys want, what you, the listeners, want is me describing anime characters, (laughs) but I gotta... Yeah! Okay, here we go! So, Himiko Inaba is a short, soft-spoken girl who likes farming and nurturing games. She is a farming and nurturing VTuber, or uh, Let's Player. (laughs)
1: I would say VTuber. No. That's, not, that's not a thing.
0: None as of them are said, VTubers. We don't talk about those yet. <laughs> uh, she no wore, VTubers. Uh, she allowed. wears a very plain white dress with black arm warmers and a big old yellow scarf with goggles around her neck. Uh, Paka does admit that he's a fan of her streams and he starts really creeping on her. Uh, but the boy behind her stops him, thankfully. He is Anya Kudo, who specializes in fighting games. He's wearing a leather jacket. He's got a motorcycle helmet strapped around his neck. And like the helmet, he's not wearing the helmet. The helmet is kind of just like hanging behind his head. Uh, Most I will say most of these designs include something that you can wear on your head or on your face. But not all of them are like wearing those things. They just kind of have them. Uh, Yeah. Since this boy uh, stops Paca from creeping on this little girl. He says that he'll fill his meals with peppers. (laughs) He's
1: wacky. He's such a wacky
0: sexual assault man. Fuck
1: yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: (sighs) Next, we have Yuzu Roromori, who specializes in puzzle games, mazes, and speedrunning. She's wearing a. That's a
1: lot of qualifications compared to the rest of these people.
0: Yeah, like everyone else feels like they do one type of game or two types of games, whereas, like, she does, like. (laughs) The fact that.
1: Not only. Does yeah. she do more? But also, all of those categories are way more popular than what anyone else here is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Individually, <laughs> each of those categories could outview every single other person in this room.
0: Uh, uh, she has a gas mask slung over one shoulder. She's not wearing it, it's just sort of an accessory. <laughs> Her hair is a. All
1: people wear like one type of like you know like there's like mm-hmm. the i have a mat the main character has a mask that guy has she has a gas mask that other guy yeah. has a helmet that other guy has the like cheap paper mask all of these people have like one face accessory each yeah it really feels like they were made in a character creator where you can like <laughs> pick one of these for like you know have one head slot that you have to fill out
0: right it's Uh, She likes researching tropical plants, and Kotsky does know her from a bury himself in leaves at the park stream he did. (laughs) So, this is why I'm saying that you know they probably do other contents because I guess you could say that's an escape game. But I don't know if bury yourself in leaves at the park counts as an escape game.
1: What kind of stream is just herbology?
0: I mean, I assumed this was a you know he has allergies, so he had to escape from the leaves, and then she was there researching plants. <laughs> you know, classic right. YouTuber situation.
1: Allergies—that's why he's wearing the mask. I just made that connection because I am a dum dum.
0: Haha. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, you didn't point it out either. <laughs> I thought it was. I mean, it's something we kind of get more and more over the course of this episode. So, uh, Karen introduces you just herself,
1: like watching me look like an idiot. Don't you?
0: <sighs> we all love it. <laughs> That's that's the only reason no. anyone's listening.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> Anyways, no. Karin introduces herself. Uh, she is, of course, the horror girl we learned from before. Uh, we've been hanging out with this whole time. Paka notes that she is the number one female game streamer people want to be stepped on by online. <laughs> I don't really get it. Uh, I, I don't think she has step on me energy.
1: No, she's just kind of got, like, she's just kind of got your average tsundere sort of energy. Yeah. And also, like, these people are clearly all teenagers.
0: Oh, yeah. None of these people are. None of them are of age. Like... Like, I, I should I mean, state, by the just, way, yeah, like, yeah. That, that is especially why uh, Paka creeping on Himiko, the short girl, was extra creepy because, A, we know for a fact no one here is of age. B, she seems younger than the rest of them, whether she is just short or whether she is actually younger. It was it was yeah. weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, in the first place, who the fuck watches, like, teenagers stream games? Not even teenagers <laughs> watch teenagers stream games. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, as we know from their tattoos, they need to reach 100 million views, so hopefully enough people are going to watch these teenagers streaming to make it worthwhile.
1: Well, yeah, hopefully.
0: Uh, We cut over to Zakuro Oshigiri, who is a light brown-haired boy. He's got an edgy-looking face mask. Like His is just straight-up a face mask that he wears over his mouth, and he's actually wearing it unlike everyone else. Uh, he plays stealth games and he does a very, very simple, quick intro and then immediately starts asking questions about what's going on, which no one else has really done.
1: It feels like the person who wrote this really doesn't understand anything about video games or streaming.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Like, don't you get that vibe? Uh, Oh, yeah. It feels like it was written by someone in their 40s who was like, ah, yes, the streaming landscape where teenagers go and play one type of video game by a classification that, like, stealth. I only play Assassin's Creed 1 and 2. He
0: probably plays Metal Gear.
1: I only play Metal Gear 1 and 2. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, God.
0: Uh, Kaikoku introduces himself. Nothing interesting there. Uh, We cut over to the final intro. Uh, There's so many of these intros. They really, I, I can't say front-loaded it, they really middle-loaded all these characters. And also the opening. Oh uh, yeah, the opening is weird because we we're introduced to three of the cast, then we get the opening, which introduces everyone, and then right after that we get the remaining five all at once. It's weird. Yeah. Again, it, it feels like a big, we want to have this cast of characters, but we don't really know how to do this naturally, so we won't
1: yeah, like they had a good idea for introducing three of them and then he just put them in a big classroom of all the other motherfuckers. And they're like, well, here we go. Here's the rest of you. Mm-hmm. And even Kaikoku's introduction was really forced. He just randomly cut up a big rat that we didn't see before. Yeah. jumping out of the forest and being like, what's up, motherfuckers? I'm here.
0: <laughs> and even he had a weird intro in that it seems immediately like he's going to be the, you know, the rival asshole sort of guy, but he immediately mellows out. <laughs> Like, almost instantaneously after the whole, like, aim for the eyes, I'll give you a sword, but a man should be able to kill these rats with his bare hands.
1: Yeah, you say that, but even he he says that in a very chill tone of voice, like... Yeah, fair. He he definitely seems to be the treating this all as a game type, you Mm -hmm. know? Uh,
0: The final boy is uh, Makino Aikoa who does not say anything and is just sleeping with his eyes open. So Paka has to do the introduction for him. He is a dating sim player who is known for his eyes rather than his words. (laughs) Now, of all of them, I I, I feel like I'd watch this guy stream. I like the idea of someone who plays uh, dating sims without talking and just stares at the screen and everyone loves it. Oh, God. I mean, that someone's got to do that for a VTuber at some point. Like, instead of a live 2D rig, it's got to just be an image staring straight ahead. I mean, that's just
1: low-budget VTubing.
0: (laughs) Aw, yeah. So, uh, Paka starts to introduce the next stage of the game, but uh, Anya, the punk guy, speaks up. And so Paka threatens him with The White Room, a solitary room in Genome Tower, where he or anyone else disqualified will have to wait until the others all reach 100 million views, which may never happen. He then shares an image of a previous player currently locked in the white room. And I don't know if this person really did die, or if he just then shows a simulation of this person turning into a skeleton and blowing away. I think he's just just a simulation. I think so, because this guy's got to show up again, right? I don't know, man. I mean, maybe not. Either way, it is a very harsh threat of Don't interrupt me, otherwise you're going to the white room where you will exist in solitary forever. Uh, Zakro, Anya, and Kaikoku all attack him. And Paka doesn't... Even though he just brought this up as, you know, a big threat, he doesn't, like, punish any of them. He just says, you know, this is a real-life Let's Play without save points or resets. <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this
1: just has extreme boomer
0: energy. <laughs> oh, It's got the... That line is so unbelievably boomer.
1: I cannot believe how little I can believe that anyone under the age of 30 would ever say that. <laughs> or write that.
0: Uh, I don't know anything about the author, and they do like write under a pseudonym, so I don't know if anyone knows who they really are, but I would bet this is probably a boomer.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's like a boomer going like, I can write the death game series that kids like today. I'll make it about the video games.
0: And in contrast to the three boys who just attacked uh, Paka, Akatsuki asks if they can volunteer instead of being drawn at random. So, we don't... We do just kind of hard cut from that moment to the next scene where everyone else is gone except for three of them. Or no, four of them. Yeah. So, Akatsuki did volunteer, and the other three are Karin, Zakuro, and Anya, who were presumably drawn at random... Like, Karen doesn't seem like she's happy to be there, but we don't, like, get any explanation for what happens. We kind of just hard cuts. Also, we do get a shot of the blackboard where the information about stage two has been written. So, stage two is Ouija exchange. Grant the spirit's three wishes in and obtain a chromosome 01. Mm hmm.
1: Uh I sorry. I yes? haven't paid perfect attention to this episode in particular. Uh-huh. IB. So a lot of these random <laughs> lines I just kind of forgot about or like just catch catching me by surprise again. I'm Yeah, sorry, just repeat that for me for a second.
0: Stage two, Ouija exchange. Grant the spirits three wishes and obtain chromosome zero one. <laughs>
1: Yep, okay. Uh
0: (laughs) It's because this is a series about the genome.
1: The Luigi board is going to give me extra chromosomes. (laughs) It's what everyone wants, more chromosomes. (laughs) (laughs) How many chromosomes do you have? More than you, bitch.
0: I mean, to be fair, this is episode one and I don't expect like all the thematic stuff from the series to be represented in episode one. But at the same time, like it feels weird that even the game is called the ones within dash genome, like the genome stuff and like the DNA stuff in the game, like in the series, let alone in the game, feels very tacked on. It's just sort of like on the outskirts.
1: Oh, yeah, it's very much just what we call points we didn't just want to say super streamy points Mm -hmm. so we're going to say you get extra chromosomes
0: (laughs) (sighs) so anya doesn't want to play along at all but akatsuki's like all right you know how paka said he was going to put a bunch of peppers into your food i will eat all the peppers if you (laughs) play ouija board with us and anya's (laughs) Anya's like okay fine i guess i will oh
1: my god Okay. Yeah. Yep. That, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ouija board is a piece of paper laid out on the desk. Uh, you know, it, it's got a bunch of kanji written on it. It's not like a English Ouija board, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, it is a hand drawn Japanese Ouija board. The four players. I
1: would much rather mm-hmm. watch the uh, good old JT Sex take Luigi board bit oh, like no. eight
0: times in a row than this episode. So the characters put their fingers on a one-yen coin. The coin starts moving on their own, like, on its own. It is very clearly actually supernatural. I mean, as if, you know, as if, you know, seeing the giant panda didn't make you go, I guess there's supernatural stuff going on here. (laughs) But to be fair, I don't know. If this is just someone's basement and this is all being done with technology, you know, maybe it is a magnet. Who knows?
1: Yeah. Oh, man, imagine if at the end of the show we're going to get a big breakdown that's just like the big panda actually a hologram and you were just you weren't really hugging a, a, its paw you, you you were just laced with powerful hallucinations <laughs> and you glued hair to your hands so it would feel like you're hugging something ah. we moved the coin with magnets when we put you in the white room actually while you were all blinking somebody ran off and put you in a real shower Where you got replaced with an animatronic skeleton.
0: (laughs) Okay, anyways. So, going back to the Ouija board, uh, the spirit asks for water, and they're like, well, Karen is the one who says, you can't take your fingers off this coin, because she plays horror games. She knows how Ouija works. Everything I've ever seen has different rules on how a Ouija board works, so I had to just go along with this one. Ouija boards not very common in horror games. (laughs) True. I mean, I guess to be fair, Ouija board is a horror game.
1: I guess, but like, I assume, like, like I'm giving her the benefit of the doubt at being a popular streamer and saying she plays video games. Sure, like, cause like, this is like even less audience appeal (laughs) than just playing like physical horror games. How often can you possibly watch someone stream a
0: Ouija board in a row? (laughs) Fair, fair. So, spirit wanted water, they can't leave to go get water, so they grab that, uh, the flower on the desk and just tip out some water from uh, the pot there. Easy enough. Done. They do pour it on the Ouija board, but that's fine. Whatever. Secondly, it asks for a friend. Anya and Zakro get into a fight over what making a friend means. Like, it is this, I won't, I won't call it deep, but it was this like, well, you know, you can't just become a friend like that. How can you make a friend with the spirits? I will make a friend.
1: I will build one.
0: Akatsuki, being a nice, wholesome boy, just says, "Yeah, I'll be your friend. My name's Akatsuki," and that that works. But Karen freaks out and is like, "No, Yo, you idiots!" She doesn't explain why, but I, I suppose also this is something you can't do with a Ouija board. It's not allowed.
1: <laughs> no, she. I know how this works because I play horror games. <laughs>
0: Finally, the spirit asks for Akatsuki, so maybe Karin was right. It does ask for Akatsuki, and then it drags him out of the classroom window. Meanwhile, Karin freaks out because, of course, she has to be the classic, she plays horror games, but she's not good with ghosts. She frees up. They have an Uh... argument. They have an argument. Uh, (laughs) Akatsuki is dragged out of the window, and then I can only describe what happens as... Imagine like a music video where there's a bunch of rectangles and like the screen is black and there are a bunch of rectangles containing what is happening in the music video and the rectangles are floating upwards like this is meant to give you the effect of Akatsuki falling but (laughs) I think it is supposed to be like a mix of he is falling and also there's like things flashing before his eyes he's seeing a spirit behind uh, Zakuro. He falls out of the uh, out of the building and then he is caught by the giant panda who is standing outside of the room. (laughs) And. I don't understand the mechanics of what the spirit... Like, the spirit didn't try to, like, drag him to another dimension or anything. It seemed like it just wanted to drag him out of the window and then drop him, you know, thus killing him. But it also didn't know about the panda. And also, we, the audience, did not know about this panda. This was not set up. The panda was just chilling outside of the room, I guess. (laughs) But he's saved by the panda. He gets back into the room. He's fine. The spirit is still behind Zakuro... And the spirit asks Akatsuki, oh, will, will you burn up and die with me? The room starts being set on fire. Uh, Akatsuki reaffirms that he's, he really is her friend and he's never broken a promise before, but he can't go with her yet. And the wording here is ambiguous. Like, I, I, I mean, I do think this does imply that at the end of the series, he's going to kill himself to, you know, be with the spirits.
1: But well, once yeah. again, your optimism is larger than your sense for bad anime.
0: I mean, I guess it's possible that he'll forget about it or that the resolution was just him being firm and saying, yes, I will, you know, join you when this is all over.
1: Yeah, I think that's more it. I think it's <laughs> just like, I think it's just be getting deflected. and definitely won't come up again. Uh, I'll be fucking shocked if they bring up this ghost again.
0: So... A ghost disappears, all is good, cut to the cafeteria, there's a cafeteria by the way, I, I assume this might be the cafeteria in the school, but it also seems like this is just the area where they're going to live, because there's also like a theater area that they can go to to watch the games as they happen, so they may have just gone home, I guess, <laughs> so they cut to the cafeteria, of uh, Everyone else is watching them. Everyone's fine. Akatsuki has some bandaged burns, but he's okay. And now he also has chromosome 01, which is shown to us as a, like, plastic, uh, like, specimen uh, thing that has presumably a chromosome in it. This is not what a chromosome looks like, but it's fine. He has chromosome 01 now.
1: This man sure loves writing about a lot of words that he doesn't understand, like gaming streaming <laughs> let's plays and chromosomes
0: <sighs> like as much as anime and isekai have the like people make jokes about it being a lot of you know words that no one really <laughs> understands in in a lot of series we have seen thus far the words do make some sense they're just kind of weird but this is a big whole like there's a lot of genome terminology that doesn't you really think, seem to connect to anything <laughs> yeah you
1: think this guy watched like one stream and saw someone comment like Wow, you have so many chromosomes. Holy shit. And I was like, <laughs> ah, I see. Chromosomes. That's what the kids want these days.
0: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Anya, punk boy, gives the Katsuki all his extra peppers, which are, by the way, bell peppers. <laughs> Up until this point in the uh, in the series, I thought that the joke is going to be, you know, all his food was going to be very spicy, and then Akatsuki would have to eat the spicy food. But they are bell peppers, and in the dub, actually, in the sub, they don't specify. But in the dub, they do specifically keep on saying bell peppers to set this up. Bell peppers
1: aren't even that bad.
0: Yeah, I like bell peppers. <laughs> <sighs> also, Karen finally apologizes for punching Akatsuki in the face when they first met, which I did not expect like so you know one points towards the series i appreciate that the character who punched a guy in the face when he was trying as hard as possible to help did renege and say you know what it was messed up that i punched you in the face for no reason i'm sorry she'll do it again though like guaranteed viewers tell me if she does it again Oh, yeah. I want to be
1: proven correct in my misanthropy. The Once Within stands.
0: You know, hit us up. Let us know if this is secretly extremely good because, uh, like, we have watched entire series that we have done episodes on in, in between episodes. If The Once Within is legitimately very good and we are just dunking on it super hard, I would not be against watching more of it. It's just right now. I, I don't think I would. I'm pretty positive on Twitter and Pixiv
1: manga in general.
0: Yeah. Especially because, no. like, this episode does have the stink of, oh, before I go into stuff about the episode, the, at the end of the episode, their review count is 83825. So they do have 83,000 views already. Oh, yeah. Which isn't, I mean, it's not a lot, but at the same time, I guess we don't know how people are viewing this. Like, is it just yeah, a you YouTube no channel? Like, is it a YouTube channel? Is it, like, clips? Like, how does this work? Is it a live stream? <laughs>
1: If it's a live stream, does it need to be concurrent viewers?
0: Ah, yeah, because, like, live streamers, you know, like, even, you know, big streams on Twitch do not have the same number of viewers as, you know, random-ass videos on YouTube. It can't be concurrent viewers. It's got to be just individual views, right?
1: Yeah, and a lot of popular streamers are really popular mainly because of, their clips and stuff. Yeah. Like... A lot of streaming content gets a lot of it, like, you know, they have a lot of their stuff spread out across, like, varying stuff. They get, like, ad reads, they get, like, donations, they get, you know, super chats, they get, like, YouTube subscribers. Like, uh, especially for streamers specifically, a lot of their popularity is spread across a various, very hard to quantify different metrics. Yeah. (laughs) So it's really hard to actually tell. But this is just another point in the favor of this person actually doesn't understand it. Views are just a number.
0: Yeah. It's all about the views. Also, their view count is 83825. So implying that this isn't a, like, it's not a death game competition situation. Like, they're not fighting each other for views. It does seem to be a collective, you know, as a group, they need to get to 100 million views. Which, you know what? I like that. I like that as a concept for this series. I, I don't think this Magaka could do YouTube fights very well.
1: I'm also glad, honestly. I'm so tired of Death Games against each other. I think Death Game Together is actually quite nice, even if
0: this is so... Mm-hmm. This series feels so confused. <laughs> yeah, I mean like just rewatching the op i do like the idea of getting to know these eight kids over the course of the whole series and them getting better and better and you know like i'm into it picked
1: off one by one
0: yeah that's that's everything like i'm certain in this season like i assume this is not the entire adaptation like in this first season with that i i don't want all of them to die but I do expect at least one of them to definitely die. One you... of them will
1: definitely die. If I had to make a mm-hmm. guess, it's probably Kaikoku.
0: Mm. Yeah. He's, he,
1: he might die. He might die.
0: Yeah, like, he has the most specific weird genre that doesn't really seem to tie into anything else. And then also, like, his intro was very bad. Like, not, not like, his literal appearance in the show, but, like, in the classroom. He kind of just says, hey, I'm Kaikoku, I play on Goku games. <laughs> like, it's so nothing. Yeah, because he
1: already, he already got his introduction before. Yeah. No, I think it's definitely gonna, if, if someone dies, it's most likely him. He'll die around episode, like, four to five, probably. Okay. And everyone will be like, oh, wow. Now the stakes are real, and there'll be a big mm-hmm. fight. I also think he'll die because his character design is just really similar with the fighting games, dude.
0: Yeah, because it can't be any of the girls. Like, they're not, they're not going to kill off a girl in the series.
1: That's the thing. If any of the girls die, then everyone's going to die, get picked off one by one. That's just what it's like. But I yeah. don't know if
0: that series, this series is that brave. Mm. I mean, it is... Like, they are doing this DNA thing, which makes me feel immediately like this is going to be some sort of survival of the fittest situation. Like, we, we need to find the ultimate streamer. You thought this was going to be eight people trying to get to 100 million views, but no. Only one of you is the <laughs> ultimate streamer who can pull in a million views per stream.
1: <sighs> yeah, no, it's it's a weird, it's a weird setup. that doesn't make <clears throat> super a huge amounts of sense. Yeah.
0: There's There are little things here and there that I like. Like, I, I do genuinely like that everyone has something that they can wear on their face, but it's not an obvious thing. And it doesn't seem like it's an immediately plot-relevant thing. It does seem like it is just a way to unify all these extremely disparate designs.
1: Well, you say extremely disparate. They are fairly generic-looking anime teenagers. <laughs> True. You think it's more like a way to make each one stand out in some way?
0: Yeah... Mm, yeah, you're right. It is definitely more of a, like, you have to have the one thing that a kid can draw to make it clear, like, this is this character. Yeah. Am
1: I shattering your hopes yet? My hopes I are a little worry. shattered.
0: Just a little. I'm
1: only here to interrupt you, make bad jokes, and shatter your hopes. You can do the <laughs> recap and all the important stuff on your own. Oh, no.
0: <sighs> I feel like we we have a good split in our duties here. <laughs> ah but yeah i i like akatsuki as a character i think if we're going to keep on doing the twist of you know he's uh, he's able to triumph because he's more wholesome than everyone else i'm fine with it like again i've seen it done better in different series but this is it's not bad
1: it's not yeah bad. honestly that that is quite nice It's just like the execution is so insufferably bland that even this shows good ideas fail to charm me but mm-hmm. I suppose it's not terrible, honestly. It's, it's, it's not doing anything that's like outrageous. It's just kind of weird and
0: clearly written by someone who doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. I'm really hoping that this, like, that the Death Games are also more like the Ouija game, where there isn't a lot of action and it is more like brainy. Because I think that's also something Silverlink is better at. Like, if they do a big action thing, it's going to look like the action in the Misfit of Demon King Academy. Like, it's not going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry, I meant Mao Gaku no Gosha, Shisho saikyo no Mao no Shiso, Tensei Shisei, Shishon Tachi no Gaku I
1: am die, thank you forever.
0: Uh, anytime. Literally anytime.
1: <laughs> do you you you, you, don't, you viewers don't even know how long you spend practicing that?
0: Ah uh, yeah. Anyways, so um... <laughs> Yeah, do we want to get into our ratings? I guess so. I, I'm trying to think of more thematic things to say, but to be fair, this is a very straightforward episode.
1: Yeah. So thermite. Uh huh. How spicy was this episode?
0: Whew. I hmm.
1: remember. Yeah. Z- five yeah. spice is not a medium level of spice. Zero spice is a medium level of spice.
0: Right like we are going upwards in terms of the amount of spice like you can have no spice you can have the straight up turkey breast with nothing on it nothing in it uh, i i mean i wouldn't say this is nothing in it like the wholesome no. angle and also the uh, i mean Being that's really weird angle like the confusing direction <laughs> angle the direction the direction is like a pepper i've never had before and like you know it is very like asymmetrically placed on this chicken nuggets it is a like i i keep on taking bites and sometimes it's not there sometimes it's just straight up bland sometimes there's a flavor i don't recognize and it's like huh and also sometimes sometimes the the characters need to win a chromosome and i go oh i'm not i i know this flavor but why is it in a chicken nuggets (laughs) who put Sugar sprinkles on my chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this chromosome in my chicken nuggets? <laughs> so, overall, uh, I'm going to give it a two in spicy. It's not It's not that spicy, but there's something there. How about you? I'm going
1: to give it a three. I think I can give it a little bit of credit for being... I, actually, I'm going to give it a four for just oddness's sake and for like the... Like, I feel like we've looked at a lot of series so far that were clearly written either by like a boomer in their element or written by like a fairly young person that's like, you know, like, you know, like a teenager or around that age. But I feel like this is the first time that we've really seen someone go out of their way for like this.
0: Oh Yeah, I'm su- I'm genuinely surprised, and as we see more modern isekai, I do expect there to be some 2020 isekai that we haven't gotten to that are a big ol' you've never played a JRPG, but you're trying to do a, JRP- a JRPG town based entirely off of seeing five episodes of a different isekai. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can well, feel it.
1: So then, how
0: nicey is this? Hmm... I'm going to go for a uh, four in Nicey. Like, it is something where I'm not going to watch anymore unless we get feedback saying that it's actually interesting or someone else brings it up and say, like, hey, that was a good underrated series in 2019. It is, but it's not like it's something where I could be convinced to watch more, but it's not great. I would I would hardly say it's good. (laughs) But I would, you, know, you could, you could tempt me into saying it's good. It's just, you know, barely
1: inoffensive at best. You know, it's not like is anything that would make you not want to watch it that much. Aside yeah. from it just
0: not being very good. Like if I was watching Gate and they started bringing up genomes and chromosomes, I'd be like, oh no, we're gonna go to some very dark places with this. Whereas, oh yeah, God,
1: I don't think this <laughs> is. I,
0: I, I, yeah, you know what. I don't think this series
1: is going to say anything about eugenics either way or yeah. anything like that. I think it's ju- absolutely just saying genome as a, like, because it's a cool sounding
0: word. Yeah. And, you know, that isn't a positive, but it is a very neutral vibe. Like, I feel <laughs> it's I'm very... very neutral. It's
1: not doing anything bad. It's just... Mm not doing anything interesting.
0: Like if I were a parent and I had a kid and my kid was watching the ones within, uh, sorry, the full name of course is the ones within, uh, the ones within genome now recording. If someone, Um, if my kid was watching it, I wouldn't go like, Oh no, you don't want to watch this. This might have some, you know, weird stuff going on in there. I I would be like, you know what? This is, this might be what the kids are into. I don't know. I'm too old.
1: (laughs) go watch your weird anime kid
0: enjoy the ones within genome now recording (laughs) so yeah solid four didn't
1: you say now streaming at the start of this
0: episode uh let me check again real quick uh okay it is now streaming specifically it's a jikyochuu you know when you said
1: that i wasn't sure whether that was part of the title or whether it's like it's now streaming, as in they were advertising on Wikipedia that you can watch it on Crunch. You were all awesome. <laughs>
0: uh, I'll show you what this visually looks like. I see, okay. Yeah. What a barrage of words. <laughs> I see why the English release kind of just sorted it down to the ones within. That's all you really need. Oh, God. To be fair, oh, that doesn't actually explain anything about the series. Who Are no the ones one within? Are these kids we actually are in a basement? the
1: basement?
0: Are they? Is that the twist? Is it, you know, there's a big box and who is it within it? Oh, it's these kids, the streamers that we've been all fans of. They're the ones within.
1: Are they within? Did they, like, get uploaded? Like, maybe they got mined, uploaded
0: to the internet, and now they're the ones within the internet. Uh, but if they're in the internet, then why do they need to have, like, physical implants? Why wouldn't they just, you know, digitally put them on them with digital energy?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Why is that giant fucking panda? Why is that music video transitions? Why were they <laughs> suddenly doing a fucking Oja board? <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, they need to get the chromosome, <laughs> uh-huh you know how it is, so give me your nicey rating I, saw, I already said Wait, what was I, I no I don't think so oh fuck, uh,
1: no, I said I agree with you. I give it a four two <laughs> okay
0: ah, <sighs> and so finally this is the this is the real big one. <laughs> how Ia <isek-haisy> is this? <laughs> Can we just put a question mark here? We have to commit to a number. Um, But I will agree. Um, I, it feels very question mark to me.
1: Honestly, I feel I'm willing to give this a fairly high rating, like a seven. Okay. Like, you know, it's a. Then again, that's more like in the generic isekai sense. I give it a six. Okay. It's very much feels like your generic isekai, but also like your generic death game. And it might, yeah. in fact, not even be another world.
0: That's but the it still, big question. Feels
1: like a six in
0: my heart. Hmm. See, under my definition of isekai, I don't know if this is like because all we see is a forest with a giant panda. A giant panda is pretty otherworldly, sure. And then we have a Japanese classroom, and that's not very it's otherworldly. The yeah, the ghost also might be. The classroom looks a lot like the
1: assassination classroom. Classroom, I forgot to point that out, but it looks exactly like it.
0: Ah, oh, yeah. So like. Nothing apart from the giant panda, nothing else really gives me the vibe of another world. Like, even the ghost doesn't feel isekai to me. It does feel more like, oh, this might just be a classroom in Japan with a real Japanese ghost in it.
1: If the ghost is real, I'll fucking shit if the ghost is real, but like, not like, like, you know, they, they got kidnapped to just an island but there is a real ghost there
0: <laughs> <laughs> i would lose i would actually love it if it ends with them you know escaping the you know this area and going back to their lives and then the ghost pops up and says hey you did say legitimately that you would die with me i'm not part of the game
1: yeah the last episode is gonna be like a st- like the last arc is gonna have like a samurai flamenco style last arc after all the characters get back where you to escape an angry
0: ghost or i don't know he might just stream it he might just say hey this is my goodbye stream i'm being incinerated by a ghost all of these ideas i'm sure are f-
1: way more interesting than anything this show will ever do
0: <sighs> i'm going to give it a three on the- no you want to two on the Isekai scale if i'm questioning I feel like whether um,
1: the it... ra- m- mm-hmm. isekai ma- rating matrix have has reversed in what how we rate these <laughs> like what rating scale we put this on basically
0: uh i mean that's that's just character development i guess <laughs>
1: We character developed right past each other.
0: (laughs) And we're only, I mean, we're not that far into the series, honestly. We still have so much more to go. By the end of this, final Thermite and final Zaku might be completely different human beings.
1: That's quite terrifying, isn't it?
0: (laughs) we can make even worse podcasts just you watch tune in next week if you're watching in the far future skip you know, I, you shouldn't skip all the way to episode 99 but you know just want listen to the first few minutes of episode 99 let us know how it is
1: yeah tell us have we gotten better have we gotten worse have we yeah. miserably enough not changed at all has tell us. has lore
0: has the lore gotten in you know incomprehensible are we trying to kill each other <laughs> have we gone to another have we world gotten- yet <laughs> Have we gotten a single listener write-in at all? (laughs) When we keep on saying, we'll play your comments at the ends, Have we ever done that?
1: (laughs) That's not for lack of trying. No one's written into us or talked into us.
0: Please. (laughs) The only interaction we get is people talking very vaguely about Isekai in our channel. Not about Isekai, but about the podcast.
1: (laughs) Please talk to us.
0: Ah. All right, so <laughs> that's what we call the ones within. Next see you in another world. Oh, next week Intra- infinite dendrogram. <laughs>